is 1.37 p.m. Stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture, style, music, and sports. And then, I don't know if you want me to allude to the THC situation. You can uh, speak, to, did you get it? That's more, the more important thing is, did you get I, sh- it? I sure did. I'll tell oh, you that, amazing. I sure did. Timing is impeccable. Wow. Th- yeah. this, this is just a, a regular number one blend that I have this morning, because I yeah, need yeah. to work for the rest yeah, of the day. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Last night, I had I had a full uh, full eight ounce pour. Um, Which one, of, of the three? The or three. The, yeah, what'd wonderful. you think? Yeah really Amazing. wonderful did you sleep okay i slept great okay cool and it, you didn't get like the the jitter like highs did you or was it like a smooth um like, was it like a smooth onset for you it was a pretty smooth onset uh maybe halfway through it was a little too much um <laughs> yeah because i i underestimated the 10 milligrams uh, as I always you, do. you've been working out too much you're like you're too healthy you know <laughs> I, I, that's you not gotta, the case you gotta, yeah you got to get a little bit more fat going you know and like and it, <laughs> it'll, it'll burn a little slower oh i've been working on it. you you obviously don't get all my stories so Hey guys, Phil Toronto back with Open Dialogue. I have Tan, founder, co-founder of Good Company Tea. Really excited to dive into this today. Tan is actually coming to us live from Vietnam. So this is our first international interview, hopefully not our last, but definitely starting off with a really big bang. Yeah, that's that's a, it's it's a good way to start the uh, early new year, you know, hoping that everyone gets to be international again sooner than later. So, Hope so. yeah, I'm glad glad to be here, Phil, and thanks thanks for having me join. It's an honor, and ex- excited to be uh, speaking to you today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks thanks for signing on to do this, especially at the late hour. I guess I, this is the first time I've ever really spoken to somebody in the future in 2020. How <laughs> was Monday? Yeah, we're 12 hours apart. We're 12. Hours. Um, it's Monday night for uh, for me. It's Monday day for you, right? Monday morning. Yeah, yeah. I just want to know how the day is going to be for me. It's going to be good. It's okay, good. It's, it, it, it was a solid Monday today. So, yeah, you're 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 on the right path. Amazing. So, Todd, what what were you doing before you launched a tea company in uh, the cannabis world? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, if I can remember, uh, I, I was working in tech. So I was uh, I was at Google, uh, at, at YouTube, uh, looking over influencer and digital marketing for them. And then prior to that, I was at Visco, uh, the mobile photography app. Uh, so I, I was in tech for 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 a few years, and and I started my my career in in music, which you know I think we've met a lot of our mutual friends through through that space. Um, but yeah, so I was in entertainment tech. You know the, the the whole nine uh for the you know for the first i would say 10 years of my career until i started good company uh i officially officially launched good company in 2019 in october 2019 so uh we just hit our one year anniversary recently congratulations happy yeah, birthday oh, we, we survived you know so we, we we made it through the first year so we're excited for what's coming up next and uh yeah it's been it's been a really unique ride i think you, if you would have asked me Four years ago, if I would, you know, if I would be getting into tea, I, w- I would be like, "You're nuts, right? Like, what are you talking about?" Um, but you know, I, I think life offers you a lot of unique opportunities as you come along. So it's a, it's been an amazing, and I would say the most gratifying, you know, journey thus far in terms of hard, 
but but super gratifying. That's awesome. So had, had you been a tea drinker prior to starting the company or is it something you kind of stumbled into? Yeah, I, I would say mainly by maybe mainly by heritage. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm Vietnamese American. Uh, I was born in Vietnam. I came to the States at a super young age and just with just by proximity, right? Like tea's always been part of our staple, uh, our family staple, right? It's been always part of, you know, for me, my, the, the most dis, like the most recurring memory I have of tea is through family gatherings. And that's kind of where the, the name good company came from is, is just when people gathered together and, and, and it was always just a very joyous kind of time and, and, and very festive kind of time when, when we had tea and we had tea to offer. And, and, and it was always in, in very, you know, uh, you know, very fond, uh, social gatherings that, that, that I, that I, when I think of tea. Um, so it's always been by proximity. Um, and it, until like, I would say recently in the last three, four years, I just got a lot more hip to tea because it started becoming like an alternative for me with coffee. Cause you know, for, I think in, in the years when I, especially when I was working in like, you know, startup space, I was just, you know, with cold brews on tap in the office, you know, I was drinking like four or five cold brews a day. It's easy to overindulge. Yeah. Yeah. And I had no idea like how that, you know, it sounds silly to say, it. I had no idea how that would like affect sleep patterns and stuff. Cause like, you know, I've never been, I can still go to sleep, but like the quality of sleep is different. Right. And, and it just really, um, for me, it was like, look, there's, I, I think there's a better alternative and just you become more adult and wise and you know i think tea is like the natural thing that you kind of gravitate towards i think the scientific way to say that is you started to see some shit yeah in your traps. Yeah. so than i am phil so you know you don't have to you don't have to flex on that in front of everyone all right so you know just the, the bilingual nature flexing my french uh yeah, yeah. you know me yeah um, you just start to see some shit yeah that's, that's exactly <laughs> what it is that's you know? the quote <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Highly professional at all times. Yeah. Um, I mentioned I mentioned when I gave you that uh, moderate to pretty good inter- introduction that you're in the cannabis space. Um, that is actually an overarching term because you aren't in what most people would consider the direct cannabis space at this time. So right. uh, good companies started with CBD. We'll get to what you're planning in the future, but you did start in the CBD industry, which also just presented a bunch of hurdles. Regardless, um, yeah. could you yeah. could you elaborate on some like the the things you continue to have to push through? Because I know you're not out yeah. of the woods yet, but yeah, um, that's a great question, and I I think for us, uh, well, there's I think there's pros and cons, right? So the pros to CBD was you know given where regulations are given there's you know it's 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 in the gray areas of regulation um cbd allowed for us to be direct to consumer uh at least in the states where it's legal and and that's i would say majority of 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 the states that um you know where our audience is um you know we haven't found buyers in south dakota yet but we're getting we're getting there um you know but so that that allowed for us to have a really you know i think that was really important for us especially when we think about uh as we get as we're in branded consumer products right to have a direct handshake with your consumer uh and your customer is super important 
Uh, whereas I think in the traditional cannabis space, right, when we're talking about uh, regulated cannabis products, uh, you know, you, you lose that through distribution, you lose that through the retailers, uh, and you're kind of just one of many brands fighting for that space, fighting for, for the, the line of sight. So those are, pro you know, there's a lot of pros to CBD. And I think the challenges for CBD, I think the challenges as a whole with the cannabis market is, um, you know, for a direct-to-consumer brand, you're living on, you know, advertising, you're living on eyeballs, and you're living on, you know, reach and all these things. And we don't have access to that, right? Um, yeah, you can't run ads. You can't run ads. Like, point blank, period. Um, you can kind of do like a kind of weird sideway way of running ads. But, you, you know, not to elaborate. Let's keep that sideway open for you. Yeah. Hard yeah. stop there. But yes, yes. Yeah. But like, you know, but... Um, uh, the the thing is, you know, it's it's not it's not great, right? So what what it does again, it goes back to pros and cons. The pros of that is that it makes you very 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 disciplined about growth, right? And you're not applying the traditional kind of D 2 C model of spending, you know, to acquire customers and then you know doing your best to retain those customers. Um, so we, I think for us, it's it's a really it, we're super proud to say that most of most, if not, you know, 90% to 95% of our growth is organic. Um, and it's, awesome. com it's coming from word of mouth or it's coming from the community that, you know, we've built the brand around, right, by proximity um, and just letting them kind of foster it. Now, it's a very different model, right, because you're not going to grow overnight. Um, and it just takes a different type of kind of, you know, view in terms of your 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 growth uh you know how long it's going to take for you to grow but you know for us i think i look i i didn't quit my job and you know leave leave work to to, to try to get rich overnight right i think the, the thing is like how, how do i build something sustainable and how do i build something that i can be really proud of um and continue to work on hopefully for the rest of my career um, totally. and as long as possible so i i think there's you know uh for me I think what we're hoping for is, is you know, obviously uh, there's a lot more open-mindedness to cannabis now, more than ever before. I think it gets better each year, and I think, you know, it's more adoption each year. So as that continues to grow, uh, look, like, we still we still feel like we're early, right? And I feel like a lot of... A lot of brands may feel like, hey, it's too late to get in, or you know, there's other other products that it may feel too oversaturated. I think you know when you think about people that consume cannabis versus people that don't consume can cannabis, uh, the latter is way, way, way larger, right? And that and like that's your ceiling. Um, so as things progress and you know, as people become more open-minded, I think you know, for us, it's just. You know, we we're just getting our footing and we're just setting our footing for the first time. So I, I think that's that's uh, that's what we're super, you know, uh, ambitious about and, and excited about is that over time, I think, um, you know, things will open up. And while and when they do open up, I think we would we would have enough like rigor at that point. Right. To, to do it right. Totally. And, 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 and when it's time to scale, we can say we can understand where to scale. We can understand where where to 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 put our efforts and our time in. For sure, yeah. one of uh, well, a couple of the many things that I do like about you uh, is how 
how good you are at tapping into your background and applying that to good company. Uh, one of which obviously just with the advertising piece is, I mean, you, you were in the influencer game for a really long time, like identifying, working with them, kind of working that into your business model, I think has been a really key point. Um, I also really like how you've been fostering community. Uh, so that, that, that's been huge. And this is just pretty much a hype piece for Ton for the most part. Uh, I'm, I'm getting somewhere. I promise yeah. you. I just send Phil T. So that's, that's the, that's the, <laughs> so sure, I guess. yeah, yeah. Um, I have, I have paid. I have paid. Yeah. Right. That's true. You have to let people know. Uh, it's not all flow. Um, yeah. But the other piece is just the importance you put on brand and how every touch point of the good company experience, I feel has had thought behind it. And not to say that other brands don't do that, but I feel like you go the extra mile to do so because everything from the packaging, just the clean design, feels very thoughtful. Everything that you touch, the cardstock super premium with any collateral you put in the box, like that, that I really like. So how the question, which yeah. the long did lead up to that, was how do you approach the consumer experience? Because um, it is obviously yeah. so important to you. Yeah, that's. Um... Well, I think it's really what you said is, is that it's about intentionality and, and I think it's about creating, I think what we loved about brands that we were attracted to is like that visceral feeling, right. And the visceral feeling of, 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 um, something that you're not completely, you know, dove into yet, but you're just really interested in, and, and, and it creates that first impression, um, but in the context of also the space that we're in with like cannabis and modern day brands, I think it was really about uh, creating a juxtaposition of that, right? And and tea is so mundane and it's so common, right? And and it's just on the shelf and it's been there for years and years and years that it's almost like unassuming. And I think the value in that for us was that we can kind of draft off of that and build something quiet. But how do you like quiet doesn't have to be boring, right? It can be premium. Totally. Uh, it can translate into something that it doesn't impose itself as a brand. It doesn't, you know, I think for us, like we want it to be very androgynous. Right. It could be for guys, girls, old people, young people, um, just like how tea is. And, and I think that was part of the brand philosophy was how do you build something? Um, and I think some of the elements that you're talking about is like just the overall design language. Right. Is that how do we build more of a design system versus then logo marks and and, you know, overstated branding and create like a visual language right everything from like the little teacups to uh the little character to all these things that i think are part of the universe that we're trying to build and um but then also not be overly serious because we're also in the cannabis space and it's not about you know uh trying to outthink everyone but also you know try to build you know, direct, I would say like winks back to the subculture of weed, right? Totally. Which is like why you see the tea come in like mylar bags. Right. That was like, <laughs> to be honest, that was like really a reference to like the 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 bike delivery guys that everyone knows about in New York City. What you are know? you talking about? 
I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not exposing anyone. There's so many bike guys, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Who yeah. knows what they're carrying? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> a little off top. Cut that, that part out for our fellow New Yorkers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> keep it. Um, so you have currently, I guess this is, this is where it's a little choppy water. Cause like there's technicalities, everything. I would say four blends right now, four, four to five. Um, how do you yeah. approach uh, introducing a new blend uh, under the good company name? Because, I mean, yes, you're in Vietnam right now, but part of the reason you're in Vietnam is this is uh, originally was a sourcing trip, I assume. To it was a sourcing trip, yeah. To find ingredients yeah. for the blends. So. And, and we get our packaging done here. Amazing. Um, yeah, so so we've, you know, and, and this, like, you know, I, I was supposed to come supposed to come back a month ago, and and uh, this was a sourcing trip, packaging trip, also a family trip, right? To see family here, and and um, I just my extended time here, I've, I've also gotten exposed to an amazing like creative community here. Cool, like so untapped, and I'm like, what do you do? Okay, cool. <laughs> work over here you know and and um no it's like there it's amazing raw talent here and 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 i love how raw they are um but they're just not you know creating in convention so, awesome. so you know i think we're gonna see some cool stuff uh coming soon from you know from from this pocket of the world that that i'm rediscovering um yeah, so we have we have uh, five blends, four I would say staple blends, um, you know, and, and it's it's uh, split really evenly between daytime blends and nighttime blends, right? So we have everything from Japanese Sencha to the number one, Oolong, the number one, big hug mug. Um, yeah, so here's Japanese Sencha. That's your daytime, kind of probably the most versatile blend. blend. Um, you know, uh, and then your oolong, which is a traditional black tea, which is is the most caffeinated. And we bifurcate everything in terms of daytime and nighttime by caffeination. Uh, and then your your jasmine, uh, you know, it's kind of your afternoon, early evening tea, and then your full wind down, which is your camel meal. Um, and that's that's been a really really big hit for us. And, and you know, a lot of people love camel meal. Um, and then we we have this new blend, which is the number thirty six blend, which is a collaboration blend, and um, that's done with one arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for us, I mean, we we don't turn out blends every week. You know, it's it takes a while. Um, you know, the original number one blend, the number one and number two blend, took us about two years to get to get done. Right. Um, one because we were just learning tea ourselves. Totally. And I had to spend like a whole year learning about tea um, and, and just going to every, like every tea class and learning. Like, you know, it was just like it was like I was like the guy that used to like uh, it's like the equivalent of like drinking wine and chewing gum, you know, yep. like that guy, you know. Uh, so I had to like really re- even though you drink something your whole entire life, you really don't learn about it. Right. And like the delicacy of it. So the R&D process took a lot, took us a while. Um, so we, you know, we spent a lot of time to develop that. And once we had, once we had that kind of understanding and the way that we wanted to approach blend making, um, everything else became, you know, started to become a little bit more intuitive for us. Um, and that's, and, and for us, 
you know, how we came about with the number 36 one Armenia was, um, it's actually through a mutual friend of ours, Chris Dang. Um, Chris saw that might be the case. Yeah. Chris's wife is Armenian and, and Chris has been very involved in, in social causes in the country there. Um, and one Armenia was, uh, you know, Patrick is the CEO of one Armenia and, and he and I became really quick friends through Chris. And, you know, we had talked about doing something together for about a year and he, he was like a huge champion of good company early on, even when we were still like an R and D phase and we were like, yeah, we're going to do something. We're going to do something. And, and, you know, we eventually made it happen. Um, COVID pushed it back a lot further than we wanted to, but, but it's been amazing. Um, and, and, you know, obviously with, uh, unfortunately with the recent, uh, stuff with Armenia, it, it just, it just like, you know, made it even more critical for us to be doing stuff like that and, and supporting causes like that. And I think for us, you know, collaboration blends are something I feel like it's not just from a marketing standpoint, but really from like, how do we create community? Right. And how do we build community through products and how, do, how, how are we able to reach people and also bring a, a, a more unique platform to cannabis too. Right. Um, Cause you know, for most of these people that are buying this blend, you know, they may have never really tried cannabis before, but now that it's becoming more socially accepted and it's through a, a vehicle that they can understand and through a partnership that they can understand. Um, it just provides more opportunities for more people to be turned on to cannabis as a whole. Totally. Um, so for us, it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's a win for everyone. Um, and you know, we're super, we're super happy about it and we're super proud of it. And then, yeah, so that's, you know, for us, blends don't really come out often. Um, but the idea is to have this like revolving door. Um, and that's always been my, 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 my thought is how do we have these like very limited collaboration blends over time? And then when you look back, you have like, Oh yeah. This catalog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the catalog, man. Like, you know, like the idea of like, and that's what I think about when I think about brands that I love that you look back and there's like this amazing kind of index and body of work that they've done. Um, and I think that's super important for us to at least aspire to do for sure. I think you're on your way. Uh, one more question. I'm going to let you go to sleep. Um, I believe you're drinking the number four blend. I'm not sure. I don't want to put blends. I'm drinking the the Jasmine right now. Ah, lovely. Number three. Uh, what do you, what are you excited about? What's next for a good company? Like anything in the pipeline that you can tease or, or want to talk about before, uh, I let you get on with your night. Yeah, man. Um, I'm super stoked and super, I think this is the first time that we're announcing it, like officially, Phil Toronto exclusive. Oof, do, some, do some like bomb drops right there. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're super excited to be bringing the market our THC versions of the tea. So it's going to be our first official foray into c- proper cannabis, as I like to call it. Um, through, uh, we're going to be distributing the first uh, number one and number uh, three as THC blends um, through California retail. 
So awesome. we're going to be doing that through California retail as well as California delivery. Um, looking forward to it to, to later this, this hopefully before the holidays, before the holidays this year. Um, yeah. So we're, I mean, it's, to me, it's THC has always been something that we've thought about. And we, we actually thought about THC way before we thought about CBD. Oh, I remember. I mean, I think we yeah. first met honestly, maybe like 2018, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Oh, we were in that cafe in Nolita. I forget yeah. where exactly, but you, um, you led with that. You're like, we're going to get here, but we're starting here. Yeah. Yeah. It was, man, that cafe was great. Great, great eggs. Yeah. Despite <laughs> us not being able to remember the exact name, yeah. but great place. Great place. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm super excited about THC, man. Um, and, and I feel like for me, it's, it's, it's really, um, like, like we love, I mean, I, you know, I love the CBD, but the, um, the original thinking around good company was revolved around THC and what it meant to, to build a product around experience. And that was, that was really what we wanted to go after. And I feel like we, we really, we really hit, you know, hit, hit it on the spot with the THC blend. And, and, um, I, I hope people feel the same way. So I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm just eager to get out into the market. Totally. It's yeah. been in the works for so long. It's like, Oh, here we go. Home yeah, yeah, right. Just get it out. And then like it, and it's also one of those things where it's, you know, I think the, the tough thing about CBD is that um, there's subjectiveness, right? Um, I think THC is it's it's more tangible for people, right? Yeah. For certain people, so I think that and it, it gives, I would say, the products uh, a bit more legs, right? In terms of how it can travel and and what we're excited about, just having people share it with other people things like that totally um, yeah and i feel like this this new dawn that we're in now you know i feel like it's a very appropriate time to to put it put put out something like that so that's that's what i'm stoked about so we're, we're going to be heads down in the next couple months just getting that to market i bet it's going to go great yeah, uh, before i let you go like where, where can people find you or find good company on the uh the internet i i rather people find good company because i'm i'm terribly boring at social media um, <laughs> You know, unless you unless you get the green circle like you and I have, Damn. you know, uh, uh, but my handles right here, you can see it. It's Tan. Um, but follow at it's good company T. And that's that's really the best place to on to, Instagram and Twitter on Instagram and Twitter. And that's, awesome. that, that's where the good stuff lives. So love it. Yeah, man. Tom, thank you for doing this. Phil Toronto, dude. Thank you so much. Hopefully this was uh, the interview of your dreams. It actually was. Uh, you, we, we should do we should do a, a, a five year follow up. <laughs> thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Talk to you later. This is great, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Phil. See ya. This is 1.37 p.m. Own your future. Start this minute. 1.37 p.m. is a Gallery Media Group original production.